Entrepreneurs can get stuck in their head, challenged by their thoughts, the voice in their head, and their beliefs. We chat with successful entrepreneurs who share their journey and the lessons learned along the way. The Ad Valued Entrepreneurs podcast is edutaining, leaving you with actionable advice to transform your life and create a thriving business that aligns with your values and goals. Our conversations are for entrepreneurs who want more freedom and fulfillment from their work so they can live the life they desire. You deserve it. It is possible. It's time for you to add value. This episode is brought to you by the newly released book, The Entrepreneur Mindset Shift, Growth Characteristics of Success by Robert C. Peterson. Available on Amazon, or you can order a personalized signed copy at addvalue2life.com slash shift. Our guest today, Steve Barber, is a finance and accounting veteran who excels in improving financial capabilities and efficiencies, ensuring financial integrity and transparency, providing financial insights for quality decision-making. He brings proven strengths in analyzing data to identify niches that will drive revenue growth and or reduce expenses. Steve has an MBA from the Robert H. Smith School of Business at the University of Maryland and a Bachelor of Science in Business Administration from Ryder University. Steve, Barbara, and I have a great discussion about franchises as a business opportunity, how to grow yourself and your business. The conversation turns to outsourcing and how powerful a tool it is to hire experts to grow your business, especially when you think you can't afford them. Well, Steve, thank you so much for joining me today. Just uh, looking forward to a great conversation, a great chance to learn learn from you. Sorry, let me, can we restart it? You think? Absolutely. Okay. Let me, let me change the setting on, on this. Of course, it's going to go crazy because I'm, I'm on i I'm on a call, you know, being recorded. Um, I'll have to deal with it. If the sound goes off, I'll have to deal with it. I can't change it. Sorry, no about worries. That. Okay, one more time. Take two. All right. Well, Steve, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm just uh, looking forward to learning from you and about your journey. I'm happy to be here. Thank you, Robert. Absolutely. All right. Well, let's just start out sharing a little bit about your journey into entrepreneurship. Sure. Well, my career spans uh, over 30 years. Most of it's spent in the accounting and finance world with uh, 17 years at a B2B media company, uh, running their finance department, overseeing the accounting department from an internal control perspective, <clears throat> dealing with strategic management, long-term budget planning, mergers and acquisitions. A few years ago in 2017, early 2018, uh, we decided to part ways. And I said, uh-oh, what do I want to do when I grow up? And, uh, you know, after exploring the job market, I was always a W-2 employee, right? Love, love my job, right? After exploring the job market where I live, knowing to command the income and the compensation that I was used to getting being at this incredible company for, for 17 plus years, I would have to have a two plus hour commute, which I didn't want, um, I used to do that when I was younger. <laughs> I'm not a spring young, young 20-something spring chicken right now. So I decided to explore owning my own business, uh, starting my own business. Um, I was doing some consulting work for a friend from a nonprofit accounting work uh, for a nonprofit. And uh, I said, I really like what I'm doing. And uh, reached out, a franchise broker reached out to me and says, 
do you have any interest? And at first I said no. And then I said yes. Uh, uh, and decided to, to take a risk into the world of entrepreneurship. And it's the best single best business decision I've ever made. Nice. Well, let, let's talk a little bit about you know, a franchise versus, you know, starting something on your own and, and, and what kind of tools the franchise was able to, to help you with and guide you with. And again, so what I do is I sell professional services. Okay. I work for a company called Supporting Strategies. Okay. It's, it's a outsourced accounting services. So I'm not selling widgets. I'm not in a brick and mortar, right? We, we work virtually. So I could have, and I had no professional network to speak of, right? I was a finance guy in a private company, right? So I had my 150 followers on LinkedIn, right? You know, that was about it. Uh, so I decided to go with the franchise model rather than start completely on my own because they provide the back the back office support, meaning they have operational man, uh, manuals. This company, Supporting Strategies, has been in business since 2004. So they've already worked out. This was pre-COVID also. They already worked out this virtual work from home thing, right? Now it's not as sexy in 2022 than it was you know, in 2018. But they <laughs> worked out, right? They have a proprietary back-end solution. And then when I went up and I met the owners of the business, uh, I, I realized that they care about their franchisees, right? So I knew I was going to get that support and that guidance that any entrepreneur needs. So I decided to go to the franchise model and they have been there to support me and mentor me and hold me accountable for certain deliverables, which I personally appreciate. So uh, um, that, that, that was my reasoning for going the franchise route. Nice. Well, let's, let's talk a little bit about that, that network and the, and the value obviously of, of not having a network, right, and needing to to build a network and create uh, an audience, um, what what helped in that process? Uh, they so again going the franchise route, surrounding myself with folks, and this is important for an entrepreneur. Surround yourself with people who can help you grow your business. Right, no one entrepreneur in any industry knows everything. So. What they did for me was they had weekly meetings with me and, and they, that was one-on-one -on -one meetings with the CEO of the company. Okay. We would have weekly group meetings with several other folks, similar to myself that are within their first six to 12 months. Okay. Of ownership where, and, and that was done by the vice president of sales. Okay. And he was also a co-owner of the company at the time. And he would call us out and we would have certain deliverables every week that every like account manager would have, right? That we would have to grow our network. I'm referral based, right? Nobody knows me. So I got to build relationships, build a network, build trust. And they would hold me accountable, but they would also give me the support that I needed. Okay. They sent me uh, to a sales boot camp, right? To learn how to become a salesperson. Again, my background, accounting and finance. Accounting and finance, account manager, salespeople, two very different <laughs> personalities usually. Absolutely. Um, so I had to be taught how to sell. And I had to be taught relation. I mean, I know relationships, professionalism, but it's different in the in the account management world, in the networking world. And what I found was it became very easy for me. Now, I made every mistake you can make, okay? I sold my business when I shouldn't. I talked about selling what my services when you shouldn't in the networking world. 
Okay, I walked into a people a room that uh, in a room of people that I knew nobody. And what did I do? I stood there with my little drink, waited 45 minutes and left. Okay. <laughs> um, and then real, and then I, and then I was able to connect with a couple key individuals that for no other reason than their great people took me under their wing and taught me how to network mm. and said, Steve, you got to go in to these groups and you got to talk to people. You got to look at their body language, right? If they're closed conversations, don't talk to them. If they're talking annually with a little bit of space, you can enter the conversation, things like that. And once I got that down and of course the follow-up, right? Having a cup of coffee, right? Traveling to them, make, don't make them travel to you. Right. Again, this is pre-COVID days uh, <laughs> when we we're allowed to do this. Now we're back to allowed to do it again. But um, uh, and I found it came very easy to me. So and what I did was I wasn't afraid to invest some money where I had to on the networking front. Like a lot of entrepreneurs. I mean, I worked off a budget, which is very, very important from not only an entrepreneurship, but an accounting standpoint. Have yourself a budget. OK. Um, and plan out. Make sure you get a return on whatever money you spend. So I was not afraid to join chamber of commerces. I was not afraid to join different networking groups. I was not afraid to travel where I had to travel to. Again, where I live, everything's half an hour away. The good thing about this is everything's half an hour away. The bad thing about that is everything's half an hour away. So I always had to get in the car and travel, which I didn't mind doing. Um, and that's how I built my network. And I built it by following up with what saying, if you say you're going to do something, do it, the follow through and delivering. And that helped me tremendously once COVID hit. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So obviously networking, being able to um, identify your, your niche, right? Your, your specialty. What, what, what is your focus? Obviously you you provide outsourced accounting services and, and financial services, but but who is your who's your target right who's the who's the company that's would be the perfect fit for your services perfect client for us is a business owner or business executive that already has an established business or has a real path to income <clears throat> we steer away from the smaller businesses that more lifestyle oriented nothing wrong with that wonderful what's well, not our niche Okay, we want growing businesses. We want the larger of the small businesses. <clears throat> Excuse me. And entrepreneurs, business owners, business executives who understand that they need a partner, okay, for certain services. And that's how I consider myself. They understand technology, okay? And, and they understand that we're here to help them, okay? Are we perfect in what we do? No, nobody is, okay? But we are there to help service them and be there for them when they have questions. Somebody who's willing to collaborate with us. Oh, like that idea of, of collaboration. So, so let's talk about the value of, you know, an entrepreneur's obviously growing his business. They hire, they hire people. Um, and obviously your business gets at a point where you, you hire a bookkeeper or you hire, yeah. What, what is the advantage of, of outsourcing? Well, a, it's usually cheaper. Okay, so if you're looking to, to, to save expense, you can, it's, uh, it's sometimes it's variable cost. I happen to have fixed cost pricing, but it's variable cost, which is good. And you surround yourself, more importantly than all that, with, with folks who are experts in their fields. 
Okay. Um, I know accounting. Okay. I don't know tax. I don't touch tax. Okay. I have CPAs that work for me, but we do the accounting side. So when my clients say to me, ask me a tax question, I say, I know enough about tax to be dangerous. Let me refer you to a CPA who only does that. Um, you can do that with, with, with legal and HR. Uh, and the, what you're doing is surround yourself with those trusted partners. And again, look for, if you're an entrepreneur, look for people to partner with that are trusted partners to you. They're just not in, in it to invoice you whenever they have to invoice you. Okay, They want to be a partner to you to help you grow your business. Okay, Their business grows, your business grows. It's, it's very, very simple. Mm, like that. So you mentioned the value of, of the franchisee in, in, in providing, you know, training and, and mentorship. How, how did you experience that differently than, than what you experienced in, in the corporate world? Well, it, it, it's, well, I mean, my franchisor is a corporation, right? They're, they're a business when it comes down to it. Sure. Uh, their revenue is based off my revenue, right? So it's in their best interest to help me grow my revenue as quickly as I can, right? With a corporation, you know, it, it, it's, it, it's a different model, right? Especially, um, you know, with, with what I did on the accounting finance side, they gave me the tools I needed to do my job, okay? Which was strategic planning, accounting, finance, right? If you're in marketing, they're going to give you the tools and the budget to market on social media or go out and market the best way to market the product or service. Okay. I uh, hear what they've done, my franchisor, was they gave me uh, one of the things Supporting Strategies did is they have something called Supporting Strategies University. Hmm. It's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours of videos. Okay. That they made me watch. Okay. I had a lot of popcorn, okay, when I was doing it, okay? But they were very informative videos, okay? They have what they call, um, again, Supporting Strategies University, the, 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 the video portion, but um, articles and uh, mini operation manuals for just about every task that you could do. So there, so we go in and we do a search and we're able to say, okay, right, I'm counting QuickBooks. Um, I need to contact support at QuickBooks. Here's how I do it. Right. Mm -hmm. What that does is that only not helps me as an entrepreneur, but it gives my people the resources. OK. And the training they need to be do their job as productive and efficient as possible. Nice. So let's I think one of the other big differences between being a W-2 employee and and being an entrepreneur is is your mindset, your, your personal growth, recognizing that, that I have to develop myself in order for this business to grow. How, how has that impacted you over the last three years, four years? of? of well, uh, I'm all about education. I mean, I learn every single day something. Um, I'm always about taking additional courses. Um, so for me, one of the things that I decided to do later in life was pursue an MBA. So that's, that actually coincidentally helped me more than I could possibly. When I entered it, I was still working, okay? Uh, but I finished it during my first year of, of business ownership. Um, so always educating yourself, uh, educating, your, uh, educating yourself on, 
um, whatever it is in your industry. So you could be that expert, right? For me, I hired a business coach, okay, who helped me. I have a leadership coach that helps me be a better leader, okay? And ooh, she gets an earful from me sometimes, uh, <laughs> you know, but, but her job is to help me be a better leader to my team, okay? Uh, my, biz, my sales coach helps me be a better salesperson that's out there, uh, account manager. So I'm investing back and, again, practicing what I'm preaching, surrounding myself with people who are true partners to me, people that I could text at five or six or seven o'clock at night. I won't text them in the middle of the night, but five, six, seven o'clock at night. Okay. And they're going to answer and they're going to be there for me. And, and for me as an entrepreneur, that means the world to me. Hmm. So good. So obviously, you know, company mentors, coaching mentors, um, what, what would you encourage a, an entrepreneur who's looking for a mentor? A, how do you know what areas you, you need a mentor? And you mentioned a few, right? Sales, leadership, business. Um, how, how would you help determine, help someone else determine, you know, which would be a good mentor and then how to find the person that, that would be a good fit? Sure. So I would think if you're, if it's out of your expertise, okay, um, Find somebody to help you with that. Okay. You can, again, from an accounting standpoint, right? I mean, legal. Let, 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 let's pick on lawyers. Love lawyers. You know, uh, you know, they know they're going to help you provide the legal advice you need, whether it's a formation of, of what type of entity you want to create or employment issues or whatever, or whatever you need. Um, so surrounding yourself with those folks and those coaches, lawyers, accountants, CPAs, HR, IT, whoever it may be, again, provide you the guidance where you're not an expert. And I'll tell you a quick story in a second. How do I go about finding them? Right. Well, I utilize my network. Right. For what I do, networking, I get my business primarily from business referrals. And uh, everybody I talk to is the same way. That's why we're there. We're not there for our health. Okay, we're there to refer, get referrals and, and you give referrals. So if I can go to a, my networking group or my networking partners and say, do you know anybody who can help me in this field? Nice. Okay. They do that. I, I also say, and I stole this from one of my networking mentors, um, let me be your Google. That's what I say. When you have a, if any of my networking partners, any of my clients, you need anything, let me be your Google. Let me find the answer. What does that do? I'm able to give a referral to a networking partner and I'm able to build that continued trust with my clients or other networking referral partners. Um, to show you, I love telling this story about expertise. Early on, I was uh, working with a restaurant owner and his wife. Okay, small, a small restaurant local to where I live. They called me in. They said, Steve, we have no cash. Okay, mm -hmm. we don't understand our finances. Okay, I talked to them, told them what we're going to do. They're looking at me like a deer in headlights. <laughs> you, know, you know, I don't understand what, how can you do this? I don't understand it. And I said this analogy to them I said, I'm going to tell you what, you let me go back into your gorgeous commercial kitchen. Give me free reign to cook you anything. And I'm going to make you a very mean peanut butter and jelly sandwich. <laughs> that is the extent of my knowledge in a commercial kitchen. Okay. I can't do what you do. 
Okay. I don't expect you to be able to do what I do. Mm. So they still didn't yeah. sign me, but that's beside the point. Uh, you know, <laughs> I love telling the story. So, you know, well, I mean, it's true, right? It, there, there's this place where, especially solopreneurs, right? Uh, there's a whole group of people that feel like, A, they don't want a boss and, and they want to try to do it all themselves. And they feel like they feel like they either have to do it all themselves because they, they have a control thing going on or they feel like they can't afford to, to not do it all themselves. And they don't see the value in having a partner that can do take that piece and free that time up. Right. So, so there's a, there's a time value involved in doing accounting, right. Just even just the bookkeeping itself, but then right. understanding the impact on your business and making financial choices, you know, at that CFO level, right. Most entrepreneurs, if you ask them, you know, well, are you the CFO? Well, they'd be like, Oh no, I'm, I'm the CEO. Well, you know, and I think the difference comes first from, there's a shift between this being a job that you own and you growing a company that you plan to scale and grow. And, 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 and the shift comes when you decide that you are not your company, <laughs> you're right. the CEO of your company, you're the leader of your company. And in order to be the leader of your company, you need to consider those positions, right? Who is yeah. the CEO and making those decisions? Who's the COO making the operational decisions? And then, of course, who's the, the CFO making the financial decisions and what are you making those decisions based on? Right. But the value in outsourcing that and and freeing yourself up from that time and the learning curve for many. Right. I think um, accounting is, is kind of a, a niche that you either feel good in it or you can't stand it. Right. There's people right. love the numbers or or they avoid them like the plague. Um, and so I think it's important to recognize and give yourself permission to hire or outsource your bookkeeping and outsource those accounting choices. Right. right. I actually wrote down a few notes where you're talking and I love what you just said. Give yourself permission. Hmm. I love that. Um, one of my, my leadership coach, every meeting, she says, what are you going to give yourself permission to do now? Yeah. I mean, it's a great. Um, but the couple of things I wrote down was I don't ever consider this an expense to my clients. I say consider it an investment. OK, because there's a you, you, you testify, Robert, it's a return. It's, there's a time value of money here. OK, if you are a doctor or a lawyer, how much can you bill just to pick on doctors? Lawyers, how much can you bill out per hour? Okay. Instead of doing the books at night. Okay. Or a restaurant owner. Okay. Or if you're in construction management. Okay. Or, 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 um, uh, uh, a general contractor, right? What's your time worth? Okay. So it's an investment. And again, that partner, one of the things I always try to do is I try to say, how awesome is it if I could pay for my services? And this is part of my Part of my discovery call that I have, how awesome is it if I could pay for my services through productivity and efficiency enhancements and providing the other vendors and other partners to you to reduce your overall fees? And their eyes light up. And I said, look, I don't always hit it, but I can promise you one thing. I'm going to try my hardest to. It's your business. I'm going to make a lot of recommendations on your workflows. If you don't like it, okay, fine. We adapt to your culture. If you do like it, then 
Okay, we're trying we're talking about keeping your your investment as, as low as possible. Um, you also use the comment leaders. Okay, are you a leader or are you a manager as a CEO? Mm. Right. Okay, most CEOs of small businesses are managers. They want to do everything. They want to manage. They have control issues. I have control issues. My, my team will tell you I have control issues. Um, but to be a true leader, right? I, I, I always I, I say this, okay? If I asked my team to follow to follow me off a cliff, <laughs> off a diving board, okay, would they follow me off that cliff or that diving board? Okay voluntarily that's a leader okay my former ceo of this company that i worked for for 17 years he's a leader he's the best leader that i know and i mm. okay uh, uh he's not a manager and there's a big 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 difference between those two so i think i think to be an entrepreneur and build that right business focus on being that leader okay focus on surrounding yourself and empowering those around you, whether it's internal or external, whether it's insourced or outsourced, empower your your employees or your partners or whoever it may be to help you grow your business, meet your business and quality of life goals or mission statement if you're a nonprofit or whatever it may be. We will be right back after this short break. This episode is sponsored by the newly released book, The Entrepreneur Mindset Shift, Growth Characteristics of Success by Robert C. Peterson. Available on Amazon, or you can order a personalized signed copy at addvalue, the number two, life.com. Addvalue to life.com forward slash shift. If you enjoy the show, please like and subscribe, leave a review, tell your friends. Welcome back. Let's get back to more greatness. And I think that lead or manage applies to the finances, not just people. Uh, absolutely. Uh, I, I mean, uh, and again, a lot of folks who are experts in their field, wonderful, incredible people cannot manage their money. And again, if they don't have a mind for numbers, right, they get all this cash coming there. I mean, lawyers, again, I'll pick on lawyers, okay? Uh, just not my lawyer, uh, but I'll pick on lawyers. Um, generally speaking, that I got to be careful here, I guess, if any lawyers are listening. Uh, <laughs> um Lawyers sometimes get paid in in large monthly amounts. I'm sorry, large amounts, settlements. And they have to stretch that money out until that next settlement can come in. Okay? Because otherwise they have they have trust accounts set up and they can't touch that money unless it's for expenses for the case they're working on. So we come in and we help them manage their cash. We show them what their cash balance is and how much cash they have in reserves. And uh, yeah, I'll talk about a family member. My, my family, my, my, my uncle was a lawyer, very, very successful lawyer, but he didn't have large cash reserves. And unfortunately he passed away mm. and his family was, was affected by that. Um, so that's what we do, right? Again, surround yourself with a partner that's going to help you fulfill your business and quality of life goals. Mm. So you mentioned some, uh, obviously, financial routines, talking about businesses, working on the books at night and doing doing these other routines. What, How have routines helped you in your business? 
Uh, so um, I manage my day and my business by my calendar. And what, what I do by my calendar is I time block. I go in and I time block daily, weekly, monthly activities I need to do. I also have some task management set up in my CRM system that helps. But but I go in and time block, right? Stick to routine. Stick to checklists. Okay? So I know, and my team, one of the things I practice with my team doing outsourced accounting, every day you need to do X, Y, and Z for the clients. Every single day. I have to do X, Y, and Z every single day. I have to do certain routines from an employee HR perspective. I have to do certain routines from a business and tax perspective, right? Monthly filing, you know, so routines are so important. Um, and, and, and setting those up and following them and holding yourself accountable, okay? This is where partners can help. This is where an entrepreneur coach like yourself can help. Holding yourself accountable, okay, to complete those checklists, routines, whatever you may be, even when your business or life get in the way when there's business fires. I like to say a day in the life of an entrepreneur is like the stock market up, down, up, down, up, down, right? You know, you're at a high here and the next hour you're at a low, but you got to, you got to still do the core stuff. You can't forget about it. Whatever your routine is. If you're going back to restaurant owners, you got to clean that kitchen, right? You got to, at, at the end of the day, you got to, you got to sweep and clean and, 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 and make your restaurant presentable for the next day or, or, or office environment or whatever it may be. So um, teams are important. Nice. Well, and, and you actually mentioned, you know, character issues there, right? You mentioned, you know, some of the, the discipline required to, to be an entrepreneur, um, having that self-discipline to, to complete the tasks that, that are just necessary for, for owning a business, for living, living a life in many cases, um, so how important is character being an entrepreneur versus just being a, an employee? Um, it's probably one of the most important traits, characteristics. Um, at the end of the day, it's your business, right? Mm. Let's pick on mechanics. <laughs> you open a mechanic shop, right? Auto, an auto mechanic dealership, right? If you're not, if you don't have a character to follow through what you're going to say, do the work at the estimate that you provide them in the time that you said you're going to do that work. Okay. If you mislead your clients, you're not going to get repeat business. And mm -hmm. the best form of referrals is clients who refer other, their friends. Right. Um, so I think to be, you got to have high moral character. Um, sure, to me, personally speaking, short-term gains don't get you anywhere. Mm -hmm. A lot of folks want that short-term win, okay? To me, I'm about long-term relationships. Like going back to when I started this, right? I was presented several offers, okay, to sign on with different franchisors. And I, and I chose this this franchisor and this 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 uh, this business, outsourced accounting services, for multiple reasons. The shortest path to income was not one of those reasons. <laughs> this was actually the longest path to income for me. Okay. Because it was more about relationships than anything else. So mm. I think being of that high 
that high character, following through, especially in building a business, right? If you say you're going to do something, do it. Mm-hmm. And be there. And if you make a mistake, because again, I go back to what I said earlier, nobody is perfect. I have not found, except my wife, I have not, <laughs> not found one perfect individual, right? Um, <laughs> nobody's perfect. So when you make a mistake, and we all will, own up to it, right? I mean, own up to it. First thing I did with you when I came in, I came on a minute late, getting off another call. First thing I did was I apologized for being a minute late. Um, you know, that's important. So, because your time is valuable. Absolutely. And and having that integrity, I mean, it's, it's that combination of integrity and authenticity, right? Uh, it's okay to be not okay. <laughs> and it's okay expect- to be not okay. Yeah. yeah. You know, if I'm getting if I'm getting ninety percent right, ninety five percent right, and I'm and I'm working on it, that, that's completely different than the guy that's getting you know ten percent wrong and not working on it. Right? <laughs> you know, and, and so I think right. I think it's really it's fun important. you say that. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna share a quick story here about my business. Um, so like every other business out there, most other business I won't talk about absolute most other businesses. There's an employee shortage, right? It's really, really hard to find quality employees right now. Okay. It's no different in my business. What happened was I was able to have a very good 2020 and 2021 and grow. Okay. But what what was happening is my business was growing faster than I can fill the capacity that I had. Okay. I I had no capacity to, to take on work. And that caught up to me late last year and in January of this year, just last month. Okay. And I, and I had to reach out to my clients. Some clients complained because again, we weren't following those routines. I reached out to every one of my clients and told them and was very honest with them. And I said, here's where we are. Here's where we're going. Here's what we're doing. And when they understood as a partner again, where I was and what I'm doing to address it, they said, I completely understand why, because they're going through the same exact thing I'm going through. And so what I've done is now I put project plans together for each and every one of my clients to get caught up and deliver what we need to deliver. And we're there now. Okay. So they're happy. Uh, And then what we're doing for the balance of the year. Okay. And part of that is setting time on our calendars every single month to talk and review their financial statements. It holds us accountable. It holds me personally accountable. It holds my clients accountable, going back to understanding their business and understanding their numbers. So again, if you find that right partner as again, professional services, what I do, accounting services on the professional services uh, line, uh, it's becoming that partner. And when things go bump in the night, you you can you can work with each other. What do I do? They ask me to say, okay, again, I do flat fees, right? They ask me for a special project here or there. I'm going to do it. I'm not going to charge them for it. I'm going to do it as, as a sign of a long term partnership. So, nice. I'd share that story. So you mentioned that the challenge of of scale, the challenge of of being able to hire. Um, what's been the biggest challenge of building this business yourself? 
Well, he asked me, he asked me the past 60, 90 days at hiring people. But uh, <laughs> over the course of, uh, over the course of when I started this business in 2018, the biggest challenge was learning. Mm. The biggest challenge for me was, or I should say, failing. I mean, a friend of mine taught me this. Failure. You know what fail stands for? First attempt in learning. Hmm. So it was overcoming those failures, overcoming the being a wallflower when I entered a room where I knew nobody. Okay. <laughs> overcoming joining the spending money in the wrong places, right? Because, you know, again, you got to invest. Uh, overcoming finding, sometimes I'll sign for honor with a partner and, and it'll be the wrong partner. Hmm. Okay. Not everything, you know, goes perfect. So may, not being afraid to make that change, right? Um, so it's it, it, the hardest part was was learning how to be an entrepreneur by failing. No, I appreciate it. that's so good. Obviously, we're good. You're going to make mistakes, and and you know, in in our circles now, you hear you know, fail fail fast, fail often. <laughs> Because yeah. because the faster you the faster you put yourself out there, the faster you start that learning curve, right. um, and, and I think so many entrepreneurs are are still playing a waiting game and holding themselves back uh, because they're trying to either make it perfect or they're trying to uh, or the voice in their head is just telling them that they're not they're not worthy and and really you have to put it out there you just have to 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 put yourself in networking events and put yourself in in opportunities to speak and to share and to tell people about it so that you, you create you create this network of people that knows about you but you also grow in the process and get better and better and better and better at at, at talking about yourself and talking about your work right agree absolutely yeah so yeah. we went to the uh, negative side let's go to the positive side what's what's been the biggest blessing of of owning your own company being my own boss Okay. Nothing better. Right. Um, I've never worked harder <laughs> in my life. Okay. Um, I, I, I'm making, you know, I'm only a few years in. So where I was compensation wise to where I am now, it's less money. We're working longer hours for less money. Sounds like a dream job. Right. Um, but the, but the outlook is very, very positive. Um, I, I can form, the culture that I want to form, right? And we talked a lot about, it was my opinion, my opinion only on, on the type of culture that's there. Everybody's different. Um, but being my own boss, being, there's nothing better when I have to work the extra hours and I have to work on the weekends. I'm doing it for me. Okay. I'm not doing it to get somebody else rich. Don't tell them, nobody on my team will be, will be hearing this podcast. Sorry. Um, <laughs> uh, no, but seriously. Um, I don't mind working the long hours. I don't mind um, doing it because I'm doing it for me. Mm, and so, so being my own boss has been been the best. This is the best job in the world. Being your own boss, having your own business, there isn't anything better out there. Uh, and yeah, I wouldn't trade this. I actually, Robert, would not trade this for all the money in the world. Nice. Um, if this business doesn't be successful, it's going to be, <laughs> but if it doesn't, I will never go back to being a W two employee. No, once you there's a line there's a line you cross as an entrepreneur, and, and you realize that, wait, now 
I know I know stuff that makes me almost unemployable. <laughs> like I, I I don't ever want to have a job because I would be a terrible employee now. I would be. <laughs> I, I, I I would be because one thing is, 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 you know, ego, right? So we all have egos, um, you know, and, and, and knowing what I know now compared to several years ago, I mean, I worked again, I go back to this company I worked for, for 17 of my 30 years when I first started this business. Okay. Over half of my, my career at the time, I wouldn't trade any of that time. Okay. I mean, I loved my job. And if you would have asked me in 2015, 16, 17, where I saw myself in 15 years, I'd say in this company, getting ready to retire. Okay. <laughs> um, I loved that job. Um, but I found a passion in me by taking a chance that, uh, will never change. And what I'm doing now is I actually have my hands in several other businesses. Okay. Uh, I'm not going to talk specifics of what they are. Okay. But I am CFO or minority interest owner. Okay. In several other businesses. And I love helping those entrepreneurs launch and grow their business. Okay. Uh, That is a passion of mine. I was talking to somebody just yesterday and, and yesterday it was over a weekend um, about starting a new business. Uh, and, and we said, and he goes, okay, when you, when you, when can you come over? When can we build up the business plan? When can we do this? Nice. I have that, I have that entrepreneurial bug. And um, again, love, love, love helping business owners, especially those I care about. Uh, run and grow their business. Nice. Well, you mentioned almost paying it forward there. So what? let's talk about the value of, of contribution, the ability to give back as, as a business owner. So a couple, couple give backs. I don't know if you're, if you're headed towards the employee side of things or to other, other areas. I'll talk about both, right? So I believe in supporting the, my community. So I give back a lot to my community, okay? Mm-hmm. I give back in my time. I sit on board of directors, okay? I'm a I'm board of, 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 of several entities, including a local uh, a chamber of commerce, okay? I make charitable contributions for every single referral that I get, right? Mm-hmm. So I call the person, or I email the person, or I video the person, and I say, thank you for the referral. And guess what? I'm making a contribution to one of three charities in your name. Okay, so I'm giving back to my local communities and to my team members. Right. Any entrepreneur cannot cannot grow their business without having a proper team in some fashion. Now, for me, my internal team are accountants. Okay, who do the work. And and again, I work I run a virtual company. Okay. We, I like to say we were working from home before working from home was cool from working from home. Okay. Um, uh, (laughs) Everybody's working from home now. So most of my team members, most of them, I've never met face to face. I know what they look like on zoom or go to meeting or Microsoft teams or what it may be, but I'm assuming they have legs. Okay. But I've never met them 
face-to-face, but they're still part of my team. And I still care about each and every one of them as if mm. I saw them every single day in a brick-and-mortar environment. So what do I do? Okay, I try to offer benefits that are different, right? So a lot of folks, I offer an unlimited paid time off model, right? You know, you need to, life gets in the way, go do what you got to do, okay? Mm-hmm. Now that we're allowed to take vacations, again, take a vacation. Just find a way to get all your work done. I offer these fringe benefit platforms. I offer other other benefits that differentiate me from others who do what I do, including other franchises within the supporting strategies community. Okay. Cause I want the best talent working for me. Why nice. if I have the best talent working for me, okay. I can provide a higher level of service and I can actually charge more for that level of service too. Hmm. So, so I give back, I give back a lot. I, I, I work off a margin. Okay. So as long as I'm hitting a certain margin, I don't mind sharing the additional profits that come out. Mm. And I do in my team, I give them, I give them, if I get a positive uh, client satisfaction survey back, they get a bonus. Nice. Okay. Uh, They get year end come, you know, on their birthday on this one platform that I have, um, I'm going to give them points to use towards a lifestyle benefit of their choosing. Okay, so I try to give back to my employees, my community, my networking partners, because I think Mm. that's very important to do. And it builds trust, it builds character. So let's so let's talk about gratitude and the the value of gratitude that that obviously plays into your desire to give back. Attitude, uh, I mean, um, what is it? Gratitude. Attitude is gratitude. Gratitude is attitude. Uh, yeah, I mean, my, my attitude is, look, I, I mentioned for a day in the life of an entrepreneur, up, down, up, down, up, down, like the stock market. You got to have that even keel. I don't get too excited when things are going really, really well. And I don't get too the other way when things aren't going really, really, really well. Um, you kind of got to keep that positive outlook, okay? Uh, knowing things are going to go bump in the night knowing you're going to hit speed bumps, sometimes roadblocks down a path that you do, and you got to be able to pivot and change. Nobody saw, right? It's it's fair to say nobody saw COVID coming 24 months ago, 26, seven, seven months ago. Okay. And COVID changed all of our lives, right? Absolutely. It brought technology forward 10 years within one year, first of all. Um, So, so you have to adapt, you have to pivot, you have to keep a positive attitude. You have to provide to to provide a culture for mentorship, both for yourself and your team, hmm. and have multiple roads, paths to success within your specific because you know nobody knows the future. I mean, I've been in corporate finance. I like I used to say I was a weatherman. I was never right. Okay, right. I was wrong by some degree in whatever strategic plan or budget I did. Uh, So but you got to have multiple paths to to be able to 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 change course if you have to to fulfill your 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 goals. And you have to keep a positive attitude along the way. Mm -hmm. Attitude is everything in whatever you do. Right. 
If you go, if you go to the dentist, right, and you're just so afraid, I mean, nobody likes your dentist, but if you go to the dentist and you're afraid, it's going to be a miserable experience for you, even if it's just for a cleaning. Okay. And you're going to be worked up and sweating and everything else. But if you have a positive attitude that, hey, I'm doing this for the betterment of my teeth and my mouth and everything else and whatever, my health, then that experience of sitting there and people stick their fingers in your mouth, okay, uh, is going to be as beneficial in the long run to you. And 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 you're at, and if you have a positive attitude for that in that example, uh, it's going to just lead to better overall life, uh, better overall health. Absolutely. So, Steve, what inspires you? What inspires me? Uh, helping other businesses and business owners is what I get up out of bed for. Now, obviously, I want to help them with their accounting services and their bookkeeping. Okay. But how do I help other people? That that really inspires me and said to get out of bed, keeps me going. Um, and what that does is it builds goodwill. I really enjoy helping people. I really enjoy being a partner to them. So, um, All right. You know, what, uh, what is the, what is the big them. dream? The big dream? is to, from the accounting services is to be the number one accounting services organization in the U.S., uh, outsourced mm -hmm. accounting services organization. That's my big dream, right? BHAG, right? That's my big, hairy, audacious goal. Um, nice. Big dream is just to be be the primary resource in, in, in my community for outsourced accounting services. Mm, nice. All right. So now you've just sat little networking lunch with that entrepreneur for the last hour, and you want to leave him with Steve's words of wisdom. What would you share? I mentioned this in, in this call, follow through, okay? Do what you say you're going to do, show up on time and build trust with your community, with your team members and with anybody that you do business with. Mm, so good. Steve, thank you so much for taking the time today. I appreciate it. What a great conversation. Learned a bunch about the value of franchise and, and the value of, of outsourcing. So, Thank you for sharing. Thank you, Robert. I appreciate the time. Appreciate you having me. If you enjoyed the show, please like, subscribe, or leave a review. We have a free gift for you at addvaluemindset.com. That's addvaluemindset.com. We've collected some of the best mindset secrets shared by successful entrepreneurs on our podcast, and we want to give them to you for free. addvaluemindset.com. In our next episode, Mike Peterson discusses the power of marketing and making yourself known in your space. We talk about how success loves speed and how the wealthy use their money to make money, not as an end game. Your brand and marketing should be transparent. Bait and switch and hiding your price isn't necessary to get conversions. Is your marketing strategy about you or about your client's success? Mike shares a test to help you check. <laughs>